Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Intro and Fighting Club Podcast. We did it all again. Yeah. Yes. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's episode 48, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky! Yeah! Ricky! Have you ever had that, Bianca? No, no, no. Ricky! First time anyone's ever done that to me. It's so annoying as well because when people say it and then they immediately straight after say, I bet you get that all the time. It's like, yeah. Well, still. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Flying Filth. Woi, woi. How's everyone doing? Top of the uh, before, before we start the podcast, um, we're still working on getting the date for Paul Robinson 
Um, we're going to do the Chelsea, but because it's uh, Easter weekend, it's difficult for him because obviously he's a family man. He's a good man. He's a good man. He wants to spend it with his kids. So, you know, I would like to do that also. I'm sure you lot would. So um, we're going to find another date. We're looking at ones in April. The problem is that none of the games have been moved for TV, the away games, that is. Uh, that's announced this week, I think. Okay, so so whatever it will be, we'll we'll figure it out. Anyone who has tickets doesn't want to go, then we give you a refund. If not, they carry over. Um, we'll just stay in touch or keep an eye on our, our Twitter, and you'll figure it out. Um, we've got a question to start the kick, kick the podcast off. Mark J James Seed. He says, are, are people right to mock the kid crying because he's Arsenal like the scum did to us years ago? Or should people respect that, that he's probably around six or seven years old and is devastate, devastated by what he's seen? Big man ting, yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that where you're at, genuinely? Um, it, it's part and parcel, man. I mean, people become memes fairly or unfairly. <laughs> And um, I've, I've not seen the kid getting stick um, personally. It's laughing at the situation as a whole. I don't think they're saying, "Oh, look at the little shit." Blah, blah blah blah. There's only a few parody accounts I've seen saying really awful stuff about him. But yeah. So uh, for me, I think it's out of order to take the piss out of the the kid's appearance, which which I have seen, uh, and like, obviously I'd be de- devastated if it was One of yours. if it was my uh, if it was my kid, but. Um, it's kind of like the epitome of what everything has become, like the, the shoes on the other foot, like for years of just being um, just over a barrel, pants down from, from them lot, and just like just having to take it, and we just couldn't give anything back. And when, when something like that presents itself, <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like, it, 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 is, uh, it, it is amusing to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, because there's this kind of long-running joke I've had about I want to see kids crying in the away end. Like it needs to be that bad. Yeah, and and I mean it. I do mean it. I do want to see the kids crying. But with the age of social media, it's it's a little bit harsh on a kid. Like it, it's hard enough on an adult when he becomes a meme. But for a little kid like that, he's like, got to go to school. He's got to go to school. He won't understand it though. Oh come on! Yeah, but the, the, the other people at the school will see. He's it. quite young. I mean, my favourite one, if I have to pick a favourite, <laughs> was the. Um, the one that says his dad go, goes around to, you know, he's, the pictures of his dad trying to kind of placate him or make him feel better. And he's like, behave or you're going again on first day. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I understand the ethical issue. You know, I understand there's, there's a, an issue. Um, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, I, I, like, the long and short of it is I don't want to see a little kid desperately unhappy and being taken the piss off, on, piss piss out of on the internet. Well, I think taking a, all jokes aside, I think taking the piss out of a child is wrong. But um, <laughs> do you reckon? But I don't know. It's part and parcel. I mean, you know, in years to come, if I bring my son to a game and we lose and he cries, I will put my coat over his face. Yeah. But then one thing that's not been picked up here is that um, I think Gary Neville has got in a massive monologue on the commentary. Uh, yeah. And they show the kid, and he says, "Look what you've caused," because <laughs> he's just getting spineless. Because he's referring to I think Xhaka and Ramsey yeah. walking back yeah. as they went on to score. And he's just going spineless, spineless, <laughs> and there's a kid, a kid crying. And he's like, "This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing to the kid." And, and, and the thing is, is it's like it's his dad's fault for choosing that football club. This is what happens. This is what happens. It's not like I, f- I feel sorry for the kid because he don't know no better. 
but the dad knows and he has to stand up and take responsibility for what he's done to his kid the internet is always going to be the internet it's always going to be a horrible place that will jump on everybody with no mercy yeah. and there's something beautiful in that as well but perhaps not when it's the, the butt of the joke is a, a, a tiny child who doesn't know any better. It's not just Burst fans either. It's like it's it's, it's, everyone has been. Yeah, but that's, I, not, that's not an No, no, no. I just saw some. Uh, no, it's just kind of like a painting, not painting Spurs fans in in a bad light. But you know, everyone's kind of jumped on that bandwagon. I saw a, a United account uh, throw out some good uh, some good little clips of it, what? like of just cutting up of like the kid crying and and, and like how Arsenal's performance went and yeah. stuff like that. I saw someone um, kind of dub, kind of, um, I think Neville saying spineless, but I someone put a kind of house beat over it. That's, uh, the, <laughs> the, the dark path. The dark path, yeah. <laughs> the kid crying. <laughs> <laughs> dark path's been going around for ages. Yes. Yeah, absolutely ages. Obviously from Pavlichenko. Um, on to Spurs. Um, it was a very, it was one of them games when you're watching it, you think we're never going to score it. It's going to be it's a cliche, but one of those games, it's just one, another one of them. We deserve it. We played better. We had guilt-edged chances, like Kane had two chances he should have buried or he would bury, you'd expect him to. Yeah. And actually scored the most difficult, the three, which is that header at the back post. Um, Hennessy had a world-class display against us. He only made two saves, apparently. Is that all? It yeah, felt cool. like he'd done... Well, I, I, was yeah. being, I was being dramatic on Twitter. No, but... People said, he's only made two saves. Like, no, I don't care, I'm old, No, but he, he, well, he made two saves. At the time when I put the tweet out, yeah. This must have been about 70 minutes in. It doesn't anyway, feel like that. It no, felt like he did more. N- yeah, maybe At least getting in the way of stuff and... Yeah, but how, how, how did you... Well, exactly like you, really. I mean, um, we had so many, so many chances, and Kane missing uh, two sitters, really. Well, whether or not they were sitters, but normally you gobble those up, mm. um, and then you have like the 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 rub of the green where someone shoots and it cannons off a defender, goalkeeper saves it or tips it over or whatever. And um, I kind of learned to to kind of. Uh, not panic as much when it comes into the second half and it's like 55 minutes and I'm still thinking you know what we're we're exerting so much pressure and control uh, possession uh, and shots and stuff like that it's going to go in and then it goes past 70 and it's like I'm I'm still okay with it I'm still okay this is the new Tottenham and it gets to 80 and I'm like yeah no it's the old Tottenham come on come on (laughs) come on on, Harry so when you're watching it because I'm I'm exactly the same like 40 minutes half time you're like okay so we're going to come in strong in the second half because most goals are scored in the second half of all football games and um, what, what, what point what time do you start to think fuck this ain't going to happen I've got the exact time in my head and I want us to all say the time to give you know what I'm asking you is at what point in the match do you start to go from optimistic to we're not going to score here so after three I've got to think now so there's a point in the game where you think shit we're not going to do this right so okay. three Two, one. 67. 87? Yeah. <laughs> 75. I said 67. That's uh, early. I know. But again, the 20, you're like, oh, well, most of the game's gone. Still, he's still getting there, mate. It's still so what's your there. 87? 87 is when you know it's like, you, there's no well, chance. We scored 88. Well, exactly. So you're optimistic to the very end. I'm pretty, yeah. Especially with this team, I'm, pr- I'm fairly optimistic. We, it just feels like we... Whether we grind out results or, or score late uh, late chances or penalties, something always comes up. We mm. fucking get it. Um, and for years, it's never been like that. But, no, but it's um, certainly. But this, this team, this manager. See, it was a hard fought win. Um, 
It's the first league game Jan or Toby have ever Jan made. Jan and Toby. Oh, together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. So, um, so since Toby's joined, um, they've, at least one of them have been in every league game apart from Sunday. Was you worried when it, when, it, when it came out? Uh, well, Dyer and Sancho, they do get panic stations, but then when I saw the state of Palace's team, I could probably name half of their team off the top of my head. Yeah, they have I massive thought, injuries. Recently. And I thought we'd do all right. Um, yeah, there was a bit of concern because Wanyama's not looked great since he's come back. And um, as a dire centre half, as a bit of a mixed bag. Would Sanchez do fine? Would Sanchez be okay without Toby or Yan there? And um, it was okay because Palace didn't try to attack us at all. People said, um, you know, poor old Palace, but they didn't try to win the game. So no, they didn't try and, try and win the game. Um, I think the, the 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 best outlet they had was that. Oh, fuck, what's his name? Halgraf? Saulus. 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 But it's fun, I've tapped in that I don't even know when it. Just that unit they had on the left hand side. They the one who just palmed off Dembele. Like, bloody hell. He looked, he looked strong. Um, on the ball, he wasn't nowhere near as yeah. good. Uh, he didn't do a huge amount of damage. And if a better footballer would have probably caused us more problems. Um, he was up against Doria, who was the subject of much discussion. Yeah. Um, before I give my opinion, what, what, where are you at with Aurier currently? It seems like a weekly thing we have to kind of reassess. Because some people said, oh, it's worse. That speaks volumes, then, doesn't it? Well, we'll see. It's worse than Shit Soko. He's one of the worst offensive signings we've ever had. People say Shit Soko. Shit, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, people I haven't heard that. People shit do. Soko. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's quite, it's quite creative, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um People are saying all sorts. And to be fair, I was a bit. I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? Um, the far throw thing <laughs> I feel that a lot of them don't get called and you probably come up against a ref who three in a row yeah I mean that's, that's, a, that's most, more than any other professional football well of course but what I'm saying is that over the course of the game you probably get three foul throws in every game but the referee just doesn't call them you might as well let them go that's, that's, that's you kind get of, no, no advantage from a foul throw this, this is this, so that in no way absolves oh yeah because you should know better but yeah. if you look at throws closely which no one does I don't but I think generally a lot of them are just they don't really give a shit no I suppose he's probably thinking what the fuck am I up against yeah like, <laughs> How about three fucking times though? Come on, man! But there's something you love about him. Don't, no, don't let him take throws. So wait, wait, he's a fullback. You have to let him. Yeah, take you have to. He has to. He has to be able to take throws. Uh, you're banned. You're banned, mate. Well, go on. What, 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 where are you at with him? Uh, I, I still. Uh, he does. He. You know when people are on. Well, I'm not going to say he's a, he's a genius, but you know when someone's on the cusp of it falling down, like a deck of cards, yeah. doing something great. Um, he's always kind of in and around that. I still think he's quite raw and he's still learning um, what, what's kind of expected of him and stuff like that. But you've got... Uh, there was a last-ditch challenge where, uh, first of all, I thought, oh, my God, has he done it again? Yeah. And then they done the replay, and it was an insane cha- insane challenge. Yeah. It, it, it was amazing. And then you, ha- you have that juxtaposed with the foul throws... Um, and then he he also did did some uh, I can't even remember what it was now some um, some other defensive duties that that, that was noted and I thought that was quite good but then and then um, quality insight yeah exactly and then um, that's some other stuff that's good yeah I can't, I can't quite remember what it was now mm. um, and then he had the chance where the ball fl- flashed for everyone yeah. and then all he had to do was just put his foot yeah, on it side for it into the net and it was under and it came under studs and normally with with players and, and chances like that, it's from someone that is lacking a bit of confidence because they don't just put their foot through it. It's like not even a second thought, and he had to think about. Yeah, it. Yeah, you can imagine Trippier burying it. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I get that. I understand that. And I, and I would say in, in Aurier's defence for that, that, that Kane, who's top of the world in terms of confidence, also screwed one wide. Yeah. It's probably more difficult. I don't know if it was more difficult. It's probably comparable. Uh, it came to Kane a lot, very quick, and he had to readjust, and he kind of couldn't get his shot off. Despite actually striking it well, it went wide, and, and it was what it was. Um, you can't really excuse a professional footballer for not being able to. It wasn't even like it, it wasn't fizzed. It was a perfect cross. Yeah. Uh, he just misjudged it completely. He might have seen that a bit late. Maybe. It came, yeah. came through a few bodies before yeah. it got to resin. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but what I, I still maintain that there's an, enough of his game, the quality of he, that he has on the ball, and that's not even saying he's crossing, but his general build up play, the contribution he has to the team going forward and. And oh, how, some of his crossing was his pwn dog as well. Yeah, yeah, but then you can, you can throw that at most fullbacks. Yeah. I, mean, we, I can't we, think of many fullbacks who can really cross that. We used to say the same thing about Walker yeah. all the time. It's just it's just that Trippier can cross a ball. Like he's got one of the best deliveries in the Premier League, certainly of all fullbacks. Um, and we've seen Aurier actually cross the ball really well in previous games. Today on that game against Palace, he, he wasn't that great. I I still think there's. I think there's a very, very, very good fullback there, and I, I think Daniel Patrick on Thursday's pod he mentioned it. There's the possibility of him becoming the best right back in the league. I can see it. Just the to thing, keep a, a bit of time with him. What, what I find a bit tiresome with people he saying fucking everything doesn't fuck up. Like he drops a grenade, every, you can't you've got to stop dropping grenades because yeah, like if you're if you're in Vietnam, right, or you're on the front line in any war situation, I'm sure any soldiers listen to this, and there are plenty. Yeah. If you've got some geezer just accidentally fumbling around the gra- grenades all the time, you got to get him out. Yeah. So you just got to stop dropping like road grenades. Is all. Yeah, he's got. A, he's got yeah. to. But yeah. people talked about. The three strikes he has against his name, which is getting sent off against West Ham. Yep. Which is a bit silly, but it's not the worst thing enough I've seen. It happens. Um, yeah. The Juve penalty, which was fucking stupid, uh, there's no other way to describe that. Yeah. And the Real Madrid penalty. He that's, had that's, to gamble. That's, I don't think you can blame him for no, that. No, not at all. What, what else could he have done? No, Cruz was there. He was like, I, I think. It was a split second, he has yeah. the challenge, he has to. Exactly, I don't think you can blame him for that. I don't it was think... also almost identical to the Palace one, actually. Yeah, I don't think it's something that can be put against his rap sheet at all. Mm. Um, it, it's painful to watch him, but I think to say he's our worst defensive signing and all the rest of it, I think that's a bit hyperbolic. Can you stop throwing in stuff that you saw on Twitter? Because it's it making me feel sad. Oh, I no. don't see any of this shit. No, this is what happens, this is what happens. I'm not, I'm not talking about... I don't follow these people on social media. Every every Monday morning or Sunday evening, I put the questions out. Right. And these are the questions we get. This is not me following people or anything. So I've got to... I often wonder when when, when I look at the questions that people send in, do they, do they even have to listen to the pod? Or are they just venting? I don't think a lot of them do. Because some venting. of them... Because so, someone actually asked about corners. I'm like, Flav has talked about this up teeth times that... What was this when question? You, uh, why are we so bad at corners? I think... We goal, scored a goal from a corner. Yeah. And our set piece is a top five, but... People see, go- people see corners as a goal-scoring opportunity. No, they are not. not a goal-scoring opportunity. No, they're not. They're, not. They're, they're exciting for the fan because you think you've got an opportunity, but I've mentioned it on the pod, there's a sub-3% level yeah. of, of conversion for all teams, everyone. And the prime part of the box to, to aim for is the near post. You have the, that's the highest percentage. If you get a defender or, 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 or an attacking player to connect at that point of the box, you've got a much higher chance of scoring. But the, you're talking about tiny percentages of getting it over that front post. Because you hit it too high, it goes past the first post. Defender can't clear. If it's correct, and which means like putting an eye through a needle, 
you'll, you'll reach one of your players. But the irony, the irony was is that Everton floated it, which he never does, and that's what that's what got our goal. And maybe that um, I don't know they might, they might change things up and thought, well, this ain't working. I don't know. Well, it's like, um, this is just a boring conversation about this the corner <laughs> thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Eric Dyer, I thought, was our man of the match. I know, I know McCarthy got it for them, um, but I thought Eric Dyer was superb. He was playing out of position on the left side, left-hand side of, um, of that defence without Adeverard, without Vertonghen. He had to become the, the, main, the main man, the daddy of the centre-back, the captain of that centre-back pairing. Because Sanchez is still very, very young, full of potential, but still very young. Uh, I thought Dyer. There was there was a moment the commentary said and Dyer wins it again and wins it again and Benteke kept getting it and dropping and Dyer was in the right position at the right time and I think sometimes it's hard to criticise it's hard to to give Dyer plaudits because he he's still in the Liverpool game. Uh, well, not I wasn't going to say that I was going to say was. I was going to well you can but I, I was going to say that he's um, he's awareness off the ball of where he needs to be on the pitch to to nullify the defence is. Um, it's a kind of a rare trait, but hard, hard, hard one to to give him plaudits for because it isn't exciting. I think he I does think, a lot of good. Stuff. I think yesterday was probably his dream game. Um, yeah, because Benteke, who's just not the same player since that bad injury he's had a few years ago, mm. got sore a lot. He just gets himself about. So it's an ideal game for that defensive pairing. It's yeah. not up against. Um, okay, maybe Salah, Mane, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's not up against that where they're tricky players who you know he's really got to be on the, on the ball for. So. I think the possession stats at some point during the game was like almost 80-20 to Tottenham. So yeah, it was mad. It was, it, 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 was, it was comfortable. I mean, it's good for him that he's played well. You know, he's captain this country. Um, he's grown as a player. He's no longer... When he first joined us, he was 21 years old. He was a kid. But now he's, at, you know, he's getting to his mid-20s. He's been out of Spurs a few years. Could be a future captain. So, yeah, I think yesterday's game will bode well for him. He come out on defence. I, I, I might have... Uh, about the Kane stuff, is it, any? What Kane stuff? So, um... The, the sorry, the Deli Ali dive. Yeah. Yes, that's the next one. All right, Deli Ali dive. Uh, so hang on, just just to clear this up, so we know what we're talking about. The Van Arnholt challenge that he went through the back of him in my head, in my mind, was a dead cert penalty. Yeah, went through the back of his legs. He had no chance but to go down. Yeah, the the one for the penalty was him attempting to win a penalty that he what, dived. Tennessee. Yeah, I, I would. I can argue. I can understand why that wasn't given. Uh, I think. It, yeah. I mean, Kane has done the same thing over and over again as well. So it's not like this is it's a Deli Alley issue. But basically, Dyer came out and said that um, the opinions of Shearer and Gary Lineker are uh, kind of not relevant. They're not, they're not pertinent. You know, it's, he doesn't value their opinion in this instance. Well, to be fair, they're paid to give an opinion on what they've seen, which is, which is fair game. But um, my, the, the thing I've got an issue with in football is that if it's not a foul, it's a dive. Why can't the player have just fallen over the ball and you move on? So when Deli Ali got booked against Liverpool, that's, it was exactly that situation. It wasn't a foul. It wasn't a dive. He just you know, lost his foot in. Yeah. These things happen. You move on in the game. And, and they booked him. And it's going to get to a point now where... Um, I think with the Hennessy one, I can't defend that because it looked to me like he wanted... He want, I mean, the keeper's coming towards him. He anticipates contact. The contact doesn't come. So Deli Ali's got to try and, 
is either he runs knee first into Hennessy and just fucking himself up in the goalie, or so it's a bit of a, it's a, bit well, of a weird what, one. That, that's exactly what I think as well. Like if you see a goalkeeper rushing out towards you, and then in the end it, it doesn't actually, he doesn't come and clap you, but you still got that momentum going yeah. forward. It's better to jump over him or out the way instead of just like just going through him. Uh, when I saw it happen, like if. if he grabs his leg and he's like rolling round and like doing this, you know, simulation. Then, Suarez. Yeah, then you're an arsehole and you're, and you're you're not only are you looking for it, but you're you're acting and you're playing up for it. And were we not as, as critical of Suarez though for doing similar sort of? Antics? Suarez literally rolled on the floor holding his ankle. So when is that the issue? When, when, he, when he saw his, when he saw his team had the board, he got up and ran into position. So it's the, yeah. fa- the failing injury is the I- I- issue here. Um, for well, me, for me, is the feigning, feigning injury and feigning that you've been clattered or whatever, uh, call for uh, and calling for a penalty. <laughs> that's blatant cheating. But like, if if you if momentum takes you that way, and if it looks and feels like you're going to get a clattering, I completely understand why people would jump out of the way or jump. But Rick, the floor are, are we not uh, as Spurs fans? Are you not as, as a Spurs fan? Um, you're placating things that that don't you don't necessarily agree with because it's one of our own players. No, no, no. I, it's, it's because I, I'm a massive uh, fanny, and uh, <laughs> if a goalkeeper that's six foot five comes hurtling towards me, I, I would be bracing myself to hit the deck. Yeah, or, or find or to, or, the, the, or, or, to, there's value or, in there's or value. to ride the challenge or something. You know, if if he's coming towards me and I kind of like jump up and shimmy out the way, but. It doesn't. He doesn't come into me. Like, I, I thought he was going to smash me in my back, and that doesn't happen. And I fall on the floor. Does that then mean I'm being? I'm looking for a pen. I, I, I mean, the issue is is that he's now. There's a story building up about Deli Ali and Spurs that he dives, Spurs dive. So mm. every time something like this happens, it's going to get covered in more detail than it would for anyone else. Um, I mean, you've got a tricky strike or a tricky attacking player. They are going to. This, this is going to happen. The start diving is a part of football. You know, I mean, a lot of the English pundits and a lot of the English media say, "Oh, you know, it's not a part of our game. It's you know, it's cheating and blah 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 blah." But the game is faster, and as a result, people are going to fall over, and it, it happens. Can I, I? I'll tell you where I'm at. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that I can predict that Dele Alli is going to go down, and then he does. I don't like that. But I'm I'm okay with putting. The fact that I don't like that, as, uh, to the side, if it means we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hypocritical. But that's life. People, but that's what I want. Yeah. You used to have, you used to have you know, lads at Tottenham. Tottenham got a soft underbelly. Tottenham yeah. are going to bottom. That was, that was more painful to hear. No, exactly. And now we're going to win at all costs. Fuck it's like, them. oh, no, we're a bunch of cunts. I mean, mate, yeah. I today, get... today at work, a couple, couple of times, I said, you know, what do you make about Daly Alley? What do you make of Daly Alley diving? What do, you, what do you make about me putting his knife in your neck? Well, that's what I wanted <laughs> to do, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you should have. You're not going to like that, so don't yeah. ask me the question. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, have you had that as well, Rick? Have you had people coming up to you ask about diving and whatnot? No, no, no. I don't, I don't talk to people at work. I, I, I don't. I don't like any form of uh, human interaction with anyone. Okay, so brilliant. That's, that's good. Good. But no. But with um, it's it's like uh, for years we, we've like, we've always said about we've never had a, a player that um, it's just that that niggly player that is always kind of winding the opposition up or whatever. Um, and, and Deli Ali does that, and then when we have a player that um, I don't know can go down a, a touch too easy, uh, you know we, we we haven't had that either. 
Um, but for me, it's like, uh, you know, just seeing a, a player like Ali Boyd in so much piss and more often than not, not, sorry, not more often than not, but you just know he's got it in his locker to then take that abuse and then just go and smash one in the back the, of the net. The thing, the thing is with Deli Ali is, is he's... His behaviour and, and the way he conducts himself on the pitch might be unsavoury to a lot of people, and it's definitely unsavoury to fans now that we're winning. Like I remember Nick Barnby fucking flying over challenges in the early nineties. Yeah, so just just he would win. He, he would his pace would beat him, and he would fly through the air like a salmon. And no one give a shit there because Tottenham were like this safe little nothing club that can be dismissed. Now that we're a natural threat to the, the status quo, now that we have to. Journalists have to start writing stuff about us. That yeah. they're, that they're, they're looking at it and thinking, oh, it's unsavoury behaviour. Fans, in fact, the reason fans are talking to you, and this is what I'm saying, like people, like Messenger saying, oh, have you found the, the, the media hate us or the uh, or other fans are getting wound up by us and saying that we're like a cheating football club? It's because we're a threat to what they want. And that's a good thing. Yeah. You, you don't want to be irrelevant. Oh, it's, it's fine to be disliked, but don't be irrelevant. It's 100% that. I mean, the stat we had last week was Zaha and Ali have been bought the same amount of times since Ali's joined um, Spurs. Yeah. And Zaha's not vilified. I mean, I've seen people talk about it, but it's not openly vilified. I mean, no, he's not vilified because, and then people, because Palace aren't a threat. Yeah, people talk about people say People talk to me about um, Deli Ali as if to say, well, am I ashamed of that? Well, it's... It's, it's 2018 in football. Yeah. This happens. Yeah. It's not like back in the 80s when you had like um, cabbage patch football pitches and you know footballer with a bear gut. This is this is you know athletes who are going to win at all costs. And, yeah, and I, you know if we if England win the World Cup as a result of Daly diving for a penalty, people who support him would be over the moon. Who are not Spurs fans. And if we reach the Champions League foot final and we win because of a Daly Ali diving for a penalty, I yeah. won't give a shit. Yeah, I, I like. People say, like, are you, are you ashamed of Deli Alley? <laughs> Mate, I'm not a fan of fucking football. I'm a fan of Tottenham. Like, fuck your sport. If you enjoy football, that's you, like, the fact that we have that in common is a problem for me. I'm a fan of Tottenham. That, that's it. I'm not like, I don't believe in the beautiful game. I don't believe in that. I love Tottenham. I love what it represents. I love the people that support Spurs. All and of, most I, of them. Well, most of them, yeah. And, and, you know, I love my brothers and my family and everything that I, I've been brought up to believe in Spurs, right? That's what I love. I don't love your game. So fuck you lot. I'm fine with I'm fine with it if it means it's, if I get an extra moment of euphoria with my family. That's I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Do you know what I mean? So fuck you lot basically. Yeah, fuck you. Um Phil Brighton, <laughs> Phil Blighton on Twitter he says uh, is it blasphemy to suggest that Kane isn't actually in great form at the moment? Missing Sitter's most games. Wow. Uh, he is brilliant but it feels like he should be scoring a hat-trick in most games. I mean well, it is blasphemy. Like, thanks for the question, Phil. It is blasphemy. But you, 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 you're, you're basically uh, quite currently from from that. Like, you're you're a Christian running around screaming out, um, Allah Akbar. That's, that, 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 that's, that, that's the, he's giving you everything. He's giving you everything, and you're throwing it in his face because he's not good enough. The thing is, I've <laughs> Allah Akbar. <laughs> we've not had. Well, we've never we've not had a striker as good as Kane since the sixties. Yeah. And when Kane misses a chance like he did with when he's right foot of the goal and he hits it wide. Normally we'd be like we'd be counting the striker, but fuck's sake, what are you doing? Now you figure. And if Kane is just like oh, it's, it's a sigh. Mate, it's a sigh because you he's just like what you, look he's gonna he's a human being, he's gonna fuck shit up, but he's 
you, no one is criticising him. If, if Phil, you're looking at him going, yeah, he's not doing doing the business. I don't know what you want. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think he's not doing the business. Just that he feels he could score. Yeah, he, he could, but like footballers miss shit. The Clavallon record is happening. What, 49? It's not, uh, it's not like every time he touches the ball, it goes in. Like with Kane, if you read anything and hear anything and about Kane, he like he's he's always practicing. He's always trying different methods, doing different things to enable him to get that one extra, uh, you know, step ahead of his opposition to get even more goals. And when he misses a, a, a great opportunity, like normally I'd be like, if it was like T, like you just said, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, I'm like swearing at the telly and hollering and, and all that. Like, but I know that Kane within himself, he's he's even more fucked off with himself and he's yeah. like, right, that's gone. In, in my mind, as a striker, you've been told, right, the next opportunity will come along and when that comes along, I have to bury it because I've missed one. And he's just going through the motions in his head and he knows that it's going to come he's and gonna he pay will it bury back. it and, yeah. he, and he'll do it. And yeah. I have that much faith in him that he'll pull us through anything. It's funny you should mention that. I know it's blasphemy to talk about um, other club strikers on here, but um, you've got someone like Morata, who um, has not been in great form recently, and if he misses a task like that, he'll go into his shell. Yeah. He'll stand to a defender and not go for the ball. And Kane would be like, right, next one, come on. I'll go again, go again. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. Not every striker has that, and that's, that's why Kane is so special. And then, or he'll go and get the ball himself. Yeah. So we've uh, got Rory, Rory Jennings from um, CFC Fan TV. And despite being a Chelsea fan and doing horrendous things by going to White Hart Lane and trying to put a blue plaque on White Hart Lane and that kind of stuff. When I, before I met Rory, I thought, this guy's a fucking dickhead. Um, and haven't spent time around him in the last six months. He's, he's quite a nice guy, to be honest. Today, I walked into the office and I went, uh, I just read a stat today. Morata scored 50 goals, league goals. League goals. No, 50 goals. Now. Sorry, no, 50 goals. And Kane's got 35 this season. <laughs> and he went, no, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And then he literally put his headphones on. That's <laughs> why so he's shutting out the haters. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. He spent 75 million on that peb. Jesus, man. Cheap! <laughs> um, you've got an FA Cup replay against Rochdale. Do you think, well, do you think there'll be 11 changes again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Moura, what do you think of him when he came on? I, I, I was quite... Um, they sat very deep, it wasn't this kind of game. It wasn't, but he had moments of like... Really, and the reverse ball, uh, he played a couple of reverse balls, which I, I, I think is a, a mark of a quality player. Yeah, I find that the players aren't on his wavelength yet, and when they are... So, so I, I looked on, uh, I think it was that Guardian, or maybe it's the BBC, uh, ratings for the team. Lamella got a five, I didn't, I didn't think he should have got a five at all. On the ball, he showed... Out of what? Go on, Rick. <laughs> out of ten. What, what, what do you mean? A hundred? Five out of ten? Well, no, I didn't know if it's five out of five before. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Did you think he was good? He was good, wasn't he? I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was... I, I think five's a bit low, though. Yeah, I did too. I think, I think it's just... I think you need... When, 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 when your team like Spurs and people are going to sit back so much, that you need someone constantly looking for that killer ball. I think with... Um, Son and Mora against teams who sit deep maybe they're not as effective they normally run into the spaces behind the defence yeah, yeah, yeah. but having Son and Mora in the same team hopefully we start with that on Wednesday how how nice was it that it was just kind of like 
when we were not the bit that we were like still nil nil and it was like late on and that wasn't nice but then just rolling off Sun and Mora off the bench yeah, yeah. the boys more of such an important signing really was, it was it, like, genuine options and quality off the bench yeah. the thing is it's only been like a game and a half um, <clears throat> and it's not like I'm sitting there thinking oh you know he's going to change the world but it's just it's those type of like Poch was always saying about he was looking for a player that uh, is it like uh, breaks the, the third line or breaks the, that final third and in Sissoko that when he bought him that was like for him to kind of like uh, power through um, and he is powering through but he's just not taking the ball with him at times <laughs> uh, you do feel like he's going to lose it at any minute yeah. <laughs> he's just running. bouncing off like he's just running for it but uh, but Mora he just uh, I don't know he just, there's just an assurance and a confidence Quite that, you know, a silkiness that he's going to do it alright um, uh, so uh, score predictions for Rochelle 3-0 <laughs> uh, <three nil. laughs> um, I don't like predicting but I'm going to go with 3-1 I'm going to go with a 89th minute no, sorry, uh, 118th minute. Oh, Jesus. Pendog. Oh, nice. Lucas Moore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. None of that passion nonsense here. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loanees, Cameron Carter-Vickers played the full 90 and got a clean sheet for Ipswich. They beat Preston 1-0 away. Josh Onoma played 60 minutes for Villa in their 4-2 win over Wednesday. His relationship with their fans is frankly toxic now. It's really not good. They were calling for him to be substituted and apparently gave a kind of um, sarcastic applause when he finally did come off. Anton Walks played 90 minutes for Portsmouth in their 2-0 defeat against Blackpool. Pompey Pedro on Twitter said, A League One player, plenty of aimless long balls and ball retention today was poor. Defensively okay, and I do hope we sign him as other than today he's been quite impressive. 4 out of 10. Luke Amos played 90 minutes for Stevenage in their 2-0 defeat at Notts County. Stevenage FC Central on Twitter said, 6 out of 10, lost his spark after the first 20. Average, just looked like a normal central midfielder rather than the live wire. The sting taken out of his tail with him heavily marked. Some good passing though and looked like a League 2 player rather than a youth, which is a compliment. Connor Ogilvy played the full 90 and scored a goal as Gillingham lost 2-1 against Berry. And George, Kevin Nkudu, Marcus Edwards and Ryan Loft were all not involved for their clubs. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s won 4-0 against Reading, despite John Dinsey being sent off for two bookable offences on 37 minutes. Rio Griffiths got a hat-trick. He is absolutely prolific this season. And Janil Bennett scored the other goal. Scott Parker said after the match, a clean sheet was key as well as the goals, and we had some good performances. Rio scored a hat-trick, and it was a big, strong performance from him. Jamie Bowden dropped back and did a good job in defence, along with Brooke, Lyons Foster, Tariq Hines, and all the boys at the back. It would be hard for me to single out anyone because everyone performed really well. Um, I've heard that Rhea Griffiths has not signed a contract or not even necessarily been offered a contract as yet. Still waiting for news there. Um, he has been linked with a couple of clubs. Let's hope he doesn't leave because he's been 
really, really impressive this year, despite only recently being converted to a striker. The under-19s drew one all with Monaco in the UEFA Youth League and then won 3-1 on penalties thanks to Brandon Austin making a vital save. We now play FC Porto in the quarterfinals, which is happening next month. That will be on BT Sport, I imagine. And the under-23s are playing Derby at Hotspur Way. That's midday on Friday. Um, you, you feel free to go along and watch. You might not get in, but give it a go. And that's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Thank you. Goodbye. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um, so, since the last podcast, Toby Alderweireld uh, has apparently been... Well, we're open to selling him now because yeah. he, he wants 150 grand a week, 29 years old. Um, I wouldn't want to see him go at all. Where, where are you at? I, I don't want to see him go. I'd, um, I think the deal for him won 10 with a load of bonuses on it. Right. And I think he's... Well, I can only go on what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not that he's not accepting that. I don't want to see him go. I think um, people have said how well we've done without him in the team. But you look at the calamitous goals we've conceded. Um, the first goal against Liverpool when Salah scores. Um, Juventus in the first half... If Toby's in the side, do we can see those goals? Probably not. Yeah. So we will, we do, and we will miss them. So it's a bit revisionist to say Jan's had the better season, Jan's the better player right now because Toby's very, very important, and I hope to come to an agreement. Get rid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for me, like he's you know he's coming into to the end part, end part of his career and he's obviously looking for his like f- final deal. Oh, this is going to be the biggest deal he signs. Um, for him, he's been absolutely outstanding for us. Not, I mean, even on yeah, like on the pitch, he just feels like a leader. Uh, and to like for the sake of 150, uh, yes, I, I get the implications. If you give him 150, everyone's going to want 150. Blah blah blah. Because the parity is Yeah, and, but and, it ain't and, blah blah blah. It's, it's, no, it's, no, it's no, no. I, I understand that. I understand it, but I, I'm still saying pay it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I just... if, if we have, uh, I, I'm not one of these guys saying that. Oh yeah, we've got no ambition. You know, we're not doing anything like that. But to be able to sustain. Um, what, we've got, what we've got at the moment and to build upon it and if we want to get to where we think we want to go then this is what you have to do you, you're going to have to do it regardless and 150 grand ain't fucking that much nowadays I mean it's a lot for us though yeah, no, no it's a lot for us but we'll, we'll be moving into that stadium with that infrastructure of everything we're working towards uh, would be able to support this. Well, I mean, we, like we've got supporting huge debt as well. It's, we're going to have huge amounts of money to pay back. It's not. We, no, the stadium no. will take a while for it. It will. It took us on ten years. But we, we if if we want to continue where we are, that is what we're going to have to pay. I, I, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I understand that that's the case. I understand that it's all about how much money you can pay to wages, how much money you can spend in the transfer market, but. I don't think that Levy would throw away the opportunity to, to sign out of error on a new contract without thinking the actual financial implications of all damaged Spurs in the short term, or long term rather. I think the, the only issue I kind of have, if he wants parity with Kane, I can see why we're reluctant to do that because Kane's kind of on his own. 
Toby's in a slightly, very slightly lower tier than that, then you've got everyone else. Yeah. And if Kane's on 150, I can understand why we're balking at giving him the same amount that Kane gets. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's, it's a tough one because as, as a fan, you just, you don't give a shit about the finances. You don't care about how much money you spend. Like, I don't care how much we spend in the transfer market. I don't care how much money our, our, our players demand in wages, but someone has to. You end up like... Peter Reesdale at Leeds someone's got to give a shit about this stuff someone has to make a tough call despite the fact that I don't think it's either or though I don't think we can turn around and say you know we're going to end up going to some liquidation giving him less than 40 grand a week we have to be we have to be prudent but he's a very valuable member of our team no, he and is. we have to find we have to find a compromise but I think I think Levy understands that. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, they all understand. I mean, you, you follow Toby on any social media. He's you know watching the games. You know, he's very. Yeah, he, was, he tweeted it, about the, the result, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, even he doesn't have to. I mean, if he, if Toby is that, is that if, a ploy to keep him on side. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe his, his agent, fans as well, maybe right? his agent controls the social media and he's doing it to kind of make the fans support him and not the club. Maybe that's the case. But um, he doesn't have to do this, and he's, and he's doing it. So. Toby obviously likes it at Tottenham, but I don't think we're in an age where players are going to say, oh, I love this club, I'm going to be here for life. Carl Walker did that. That was a mistake in this part, but yeah. I don't see Toby doing I, the same. I, I, I think, uh, as well, like, to, regardless of his ability, like, I mean, obviously that, that plays a massive uh, factor in it, but like him coming through um, like uh, Ajax with Jan and, uh, and all our other players and coming through that system and helping nurture other youth youth players and him being kind of uh, that kind of um, statesman it's just it's invaluable like you can't let players like that go I, I think he's so important to our club what happens then and I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit but what happens if you give him the money he wants and then other players that are also crucial but not as good as him but crucial to the the side and, and, and the philosophy and people that have bought in for a long time into what Pochettino is trying to do suddenly think Actually, I want more money, and the money's more important than the what, what Spurs are trying to build. Because by the by the same token, you're saying 150k is nothing. Give Alderweireld what he wants. That everything we love about Spurs currently could be jeopardised by five or six players also saying, "Well, we think we're on parity." It doesn't matter whether you think we are, but we're on parity with with, with Alderweireld. And if you're giving that to him, you should give that to us, even though they don't deserve it. I'm thinking of players like. Uh, um, Dyer, yeah, uh, Dembele now. Well, we can um, Deli Ali, who he isn't on parity with Alderweireld. Da- even Davies could have a shout. I've been I've been playing every week. You, you might think I've been playing every week. Yeah, you trust me. I've bought into your philosophy. I also want the amount of money that Alderweireld to get, and that that's the issue. That's the issue is you create a precedent for fan uh, for players to come along and say, right, well, we, we're going to leave if you don't give it give it to us. I think it's more important that we have. A, a a football club that is control in control of what players get and in control of of, of how we how the money is spent at rather the, than it being given to the players. At the risk of making this a three-hour podcast, they may let Toby Alderweireld go, and they may be actually say, "Well, you've let a good player go. You've got no ambition." I can go. I mean, we can go around and around in circles on, yeah. on, on that and that. Anyway. But then, but, um, then it's about it's difficult. It's difficult. It's a difficult one. I mean, and that's why why his job, Daniel Levy, his, his job's so difficult. No, you've, got, you've got to, you've got to be considerate of the will of the fans. You've got to be considerate of the will of individual players and they're demanding new contracts. And then you've got to be considerate of the implications of 
the decisions you make. It's, it's a minefield. You're not going to get everything right. And someone, someone's going to be unhappy. The fans are going to be unhappy. The players are going to be unhappy. It's just par for the course. I, I think you just got to look at the look at the development of what's happened at Spurs. Look at where we are. Look at the amazing work that's been done at Tottenham in recent years, and just trust the current incumbents. There was a question on Twitter, and um, it wasn't for the podcast. It's general question. Um, is Toby more important than Pochettino? Some people say Pochettino is more important. I think it's more important. As people say, Toby's more important. I think, because I think Pochettino is more important than Kane. Generally, I think like, it's yeah, the I only think. thing that's important. He leaves the the risk of the house of cards falling down is so much more significant if Pochettino leaves than it is if Kane leaves. I don't Kane think there's, much in it. There's, there's not much in it. Kane, Kane, Kane doesn't drag an average manager. Uh, through in the same way that you know what you're talking about is what Bale did for Villas Boas. No one looks back and thinks, thinks of that fondly. Yeah. They look at back, they look back at it and think, "Wow, we had a great player that left us for Real Madrid." If Kane's there playing for a manager who, who he doesn't really believe in, um, and, and Real Madrid come in and say, "Right, well, we're going to give you everything you want and, and another four hundred grand on top," there's not much, not much you can do. What we have currently under. Mm. Pochettino's um, uh, these guidance of the team is a philosophy and a, a way of playing that the players believe in and I think he could get out of a, a lesser player than Harry Kane something that could replace him if he ever decided to leave like, Pochettino is a linchpin here the, Pochettino, the relationship between Pochettino and Levy is the linchpin what we tend to forget is the state the club are in when, um, when, when Pochettino joined he, and I've said this over and over again, this is what I've said again. He replaced Sherwood for fuck's sake. Yeah, he mess. had um, Chadley in defensive midfield, he had Walker behind the striker. This was the team he joined. He joined that team. I, every, at the end of every season, I'd go to watch the end of season thing where they walk around the pitch with their families and stuff. I didn't go that season. I remember, I remember. I didn't go. Didn't go. I know. And that's, that's a bad feeling when Sherwood joins. Postino walks into that clusterfuck. He walks into making Kabul and Adebayor captains. That went pear-shaped. And he's gone from that to where we are now. And, OK, he needs, he needs a players to obviously buy into what he's doing, but you've got to really factor that into everything. You've got, you've, got, you've got to trust them. You've got to trust them to get it right. Yeah, but all year as well. Because trust them. There, there isn't any... There's no, no point in our history under Pochettino, apart from maybe the League Cup where he, you could some say threw it, but actually probably took the more grown-up decision to, you know, focus his efforts elsewhere. Um, there's no point where Pochettino in recent years or Levy in pre- recent years has really let us down. So you have to trust them. And I get it's hard. I It's hard to watch someone like Alderweire. And he may well sign a new contract. This yeah. might be posturing. But it's hard to see someone at the quality of what he is to leave us. But you have to trust them. You, you, you've got to, because we, don't, we have no other choice. Mm. Because really, no matter how much screaming you do on, on Twitter, it's not going to change anything. The fact is, is that you're going to be kind of, you can reconcile what's happening at the club and go on with your life, or you can whinge and moan about it, but it's going to happen anyway. Such is the way with modern football. Uh, Leroy, C, uh, sorry, Leroy Rosenia. Rosenia? Rosenia. Rosenia. Um, he reckons, um, he, he's an ex-Fulham player, he reckons that the deal for Sessegnon is done. So Seth Young, if you don't know, I'm sure everyone does. He's like a, this mustard 17-year-old. He's at 16 for scoring hat-tricks at, from left wing back. Yeah. Um, looks very, very exciting. He's the kind of player that we 
to replace Danny Rose. If Danny Rose goes to Man United for fifty million, although they've apparently called their interest and what that means, but um, if he goes to Man United and we sign um, Sessegnon, who's probably may, maybe half the player that Rose is currently, maybe three quarters of the player Rose is. Whatever it is, he's young, he's amiable, moldable. Yeah, he's not even a left back anymore. That's 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 the concern. Where's he playing? Well, he's more like midfield and playing out the pitch, a bit like Gareth Bell. Gareth Bell started off as a left back. He scored thirteen goals this year. Yeah, scored um, over the weekend. <clears throat> For someone to do that in the championship, which is a tough, tough divi- decision. Division. Yeah, at such a young age as well. It seems but like a, it seems like a perfect well, like signing, man. People, kids like that, um, that you know, are tearing up trees. And in the championship, you, you know, it's, the, it's that case of like to send him in the stands, whatever. But he is continually just scoring every week, assisting. He's just running right there, and it is. It, 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 I mean, like he's 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 not a Spurs, and he's not in the Prem or whatever. But uh, like from what you're hearing, it's like it's the same kind of rise as Bale from that position, yeah. moving up. You can appreciate his characteristics and how strong he is in certain positions and what he does. Um, but, but uh, for, yeah. for, for Fulham, you can understand why he's been pushed forward in, in the championship because he's so damaging. Yeah, when I mean, you've already got a, a team at, at Spurs where we're so good, their front three plus a forward player is, is is so good that you can then go fit back into that left wing back role. Yeah, I think um, I think Pochettino wants attacking minded um, wide players. Mm. Uh, it's just amazing with Ben Davis though. Sorry to change tact. You know, when, we've, when we saw Ben Davis a year ago, we thought, he's not a wing-back. I thought he wasn't a wing-back. No, not me. And, and now look at him. Yeah. Could have had a penalty yesterday as well. Yeah, mm. he should have done. Yeah. Yeah, he should have done. We haven't even talked about that in terms of... We, we won't go into it in any great detail, but we had, I think we had three decent penalty shots. That were all done I tonight. think we had one. Um, I thought Ben Davis was a penalty. Yeah, I think the Kane was, Kane was offside. Yeah, it was offside, but if you look at the replay, it, it looked like it... I mean, it's it's a tough one, really hard one for the rest. That's that's that's, that's difficult. We got we get replays. I don't even know what. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. And then obviously Dali Ali Van Holt, Van Holt and Dali Ali. I thought it was like dead set. I don't see them being given though. But I see what you mean. I understand why. I understand why. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love him. Um, you got a question from Dean Livermore. He says, "Having moved to Grimsby a few years ago, I've adopted them as my second team. They're in non-league at the time, and go to games when I can." Sol Campbell has been linked with a vacant manager position. position. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to stop going to games if he gets the job. What would you do if your company was employed Judas? In my position, I don't think anything would change. Let's see what's in my department. I mean, I'm in a comparable position where Ian Wright's a uh, shareholder in in Bull Street, and there's a massive emblem of Ian Wright in the other room. I think it's sli- I think it's slightly different though. I mean, he's not actively involved, I guess. No, no. Well, I mean, like. Even though even though Ian Wright scored uh, you know a hatful against Spurs and he's he's a goon, he, he didn't do what what he did. Uh, what I do if you have you ever been in a situation where you think like like I, I'll have to I'll, I've got to give up my job because it's, my ethics won't allow it. No, <laughs> I can't because I've got to say no. It's, it's, Not it's, even when you were sent to Latvia to count baked beans or whatever you did, <laughs> <laughs> didn't you? 
it, it was another Eastern European country. And what did you think? And I missed. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the Thomas. I missed the game at Underhill. I missed the Spurs Arsenal game at Underhill for for that job. So you know, what, like, right, I'm going to tell tell the people what your job. Was. No, you're not. You're not. No, I am. I'll press stop. So do you, do you know Guinness Book of Records? <laughs> you know the blokes that get cans of baked beans and they, prick. And, and they get the cocktail sticks and they have to try and beat the Guinness Book of Records. So you got paid to do that. <laughs> Could you imagine? For a year. Oh, and he couldn't beat it. <laughs> I failed miserably. Oh, but um, but no, I mean, I think in an office job it's, it's, it's a bit different. But um, I don't know, if my local non-league team had Joe Campbell's manager, I probably wouldn't... <laughs> it wouldn't be my local non-league team anymore. I'd just no, find another one. Depends how big your company is as well. <coughs> if, if something that you were impact on doesn't, wouldn't make a blind bit of difference for him to lose his job then there's no point in doing it but if it's small enough where you can do a couple of uh, you know like sly little bits here and there to to get him off the throne do it uh, Mark Humphrey on Twitter he says you can only take one of the current songs that Spurs fans sing in the new stadium which one is it? Oh when is Spurs? Uh, I wouldn't choose that but I understand it is it's, it's, like, it's iconic but it is iconic but so is Glory Glory Hallelujah yeah but I find that I find that song is only good when you're three, four nil up. I don't think that song kind of yeah, I don't think that song kind of rises you when you're. So, I went suppose it's the one that like it's kind of like you unify everybody's together if you're having a great result and it can resonate. Yeah. It's insane, mate. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane. What, what was your what's your favourite rendition of I went suppose? I've got to say, if you haven't got one, uh, Inter Milan at home. Well, I, I was going to go, but everyone's going to say that. Though. Every everyone that supports Tottenham, it's a throwback. A couple of games Arsenal. A couple of games yeah. Arsenal been super. He's going to say the uh, Inter Milan, and everyone gets so angry about it. Zayn Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and it, it is now. <laughs> it makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so. I think it's you who tweeted it. Well, I can't remember who it was. Um, like when um, we played against Southampton, someone tweeted, "Why are they singing our songs?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tweets did come back off. <laughs> Stop singing our song, you thieves! <laughs> the thing is, so many other clubs sing it as well. It's like, well, but mate, no one sings it as well as us, though. No, of course, of course. Another club sing it as well. And, and we've got, we, we got the fingers as well. Exactly. We've got the like, jazz hands. Yeah. Where, what are you, where, where are you at with the jazz hands? Because I'm not, I'm not all on about, but I'll do it. Oh, I'll mate, it. I love it. I love yeah. it because it's, a, it because it's so though. iconic that mm. when that song is going and the camera pans around, that's all you can see. And yeah. you don't get that of anyone else. But the, the, the away fans also do it. Like they start shaking around, it's like it's gay. Uh, yeah, not, they, not, they, not the case yeah. a bad thing. G H E Y. Sorry, sorry. I appreciate that. The majority of term. Um, back in the day, when we, when we get tonked by everyone and they do it to wind us up, um, yeah. But nowadays, it's it's like no, it's like your face yeah. Going, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it right in their face with our sovereign wings, yeah, <laughs> and our flat caps because <laughs> we're cockney geezers. Yeah, it wouldn't be great if the stand was full of flat caps and sovereign rings. I love it. I love that kind it's, of. It's very West Ham, but cockney, I get what you mean. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't know if it's, it's my, my culture that like, I, I want, it, want it to be. Well, sovereign rings, you know, yeah, a bit, sovereign rings, razor blades, yeah, a bit more, uh, a bit way. Yeah. You put an orange, in a, put a razor blade in an orange, chuck it over the stand. <laughs> my, my it's a cut in the face. My, my, 
That's a 1 0. My, my, my dad used to say when Spurs played Mill, they'd put razor blades in potatoes and yeah. bung them over. Jesus, really? Yeah. It's not all right, is it? It's not very nice, is it? Uh, James Cordera on Facebook, he says, uh, Got the new Spurs track pants for a fiver side. One problem, my knob is completely revealed, not just the helmet, veins and all. What? Shit. I've tried shorts and any other suggestions, or do I just rock out my cock out? I don't understand what. I think he's, he's bought a uh, tracksuit and they're so tight that you can see... Because it's for athletes. Lock, stop the lot. Yeah. Um, you can see everything. Oh, but, uh, just going back to Rory Jennings on, on, uh, from, the, um, from the office, Chelsea fan. He loves his... Do you remember the business with Danny Dyer and... Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the other guy, the Turkish guy, the big guy. Tamar Hassan. Yeah. Tamar Hassan, yeah, yeah. So he loves the... The clobber in that. So that's feel of taxis and Yeah, there, yeah. So, but, but it ain't, in the summer, he's like tiny shorts. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Shorts. I can see him wearing that as well. Yeah, just bowling around in tiny feel of shorts. And he is packing some heat. Is it? Yeah, and you can almost see his entire dick. Um, but I just think, like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's a part of the body. It's like someone who has abs or muscly arms. It's, you, you, your dick is an appendage of your body. No problem. Just rock out with your cock out if you have to. Don't get arrested. I, I wouldn't put it, put it like that, but I, but yeah, I'd say do exactly the same. I think that, well, especially if if like you know you are packing some heat. If if you allow some things to have power over you, then you know, if you are that bothered by a penis, then that's your problem, not the bloke who's. Can you imagine? Is it, do you know anyone in your life that's actually bothered by it, the, the fact that there may be an accidentally exposed penis that would go this is outrageous I know plenty of people but um, in black culture it's weird but he, he, well, we don't know that he could be working in a school because um, we're giving him tips to wear their <laughs> jogging bottoms in front of 60 year olds alright yeah in that instance I mean, maybe not yeah not, yeah not school yeah I remember when uh, I once played five aside in a because um... of the culture of the five like the fighting cock you, you become closed off to the rest of the world yeah and I, I was wearing a T-shirt while playing football, which was the one, one we used to sell, called um, Gooners Eat Babies. Yeah. And there was an Arsenal fan on the other side, and he took massive offence to the fact that I was wearing this T-shirt, that T-shirt, uh, that I was wearing a T-shirt saying Gooners Eat Babies. And I, well, I, mate, show me some evidence where you don't eat babies, <laughs> and I'll take the T-shirt off. Did he take you out? No, he said he couldn't show me any evidence. But he just said, look, he went innocent to proven guilty. And I was like, well, mate, look, this ain't a court of law. My opinion is that you lot eat babies. Man's quoting R. Kelly lyrics at you, man. Come on, that just, that just shows what he is. Yeah. Oh, my word. And yeah. also, eating babies and pissing on minors. Yeah. There you go. That's what Disgusting, it is. Mate. Disgusting, mate. Disgusting. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually think that he exposed himself by having a problem with it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Who, mate. Who's the proper... Pro, who's the issue here? Who's the issue with You're society? the winner in this story. I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am, yeah. 100%. Okay, so that's it for a fighting court podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. That's right. No worries. Ricky, lovely to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, oh, sofa arrived all well and good. Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is the. It is the. It's everything I've ever wanted. It is just like, mm. you know, when you kind of like you you buy that sofa and you sit in that sofa and you just that's it. It's, it's all, I just want to be on that sofa all the time now. Even now. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish we were doing this pod in my front room while I was on that sofa. One day that will happen. Please. I mean, unlikely. Summer, come round for a barbie. <laughs> so, go to Milton you stop in my garden, I'll be on the sofa indoors. <laughs> really, you coming out? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you loads of the last seven years. <laughs> Definitely ain't coming out. Uh, all right, thank you very much for joining us. T, you've been a pleasure. Thank you. And um, we'll see you on Thursday or Friday. Bye.
Everybody knows flat baits and prick. We can get a sticky in the mini socket willy. When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli. Bang, bang. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.